Welcome back to another installment of Because It Relates. Because it always relates. For all of our loyal listeners, you know what's about to happen. But for any new folks uh, who've hopped on board, I think you'll enjoy this uh, spoken word piece I prepared for the day. He's more than a man. And this is more than love. The Mm. reason that the sky is blue. Mm. The clouds are rolling in. Because I'm gone again. Mm. And to him, I just can't be true. And I know that he knows I'm unfaithful. Mm. And it kills him inside. To know that I am happy with some other guy. Thank you. I was really looking forward to the to know that I am. I was really hoping <laughs> you would like syncopate that. Like you you really delivered. Thank you. That certainly relates. Um <laughs> let's let's get on into it. What we watched this week, Sid. This week we tuned into Love the One You're With, released this year, 2021, available to stream on Amazon Prime, directed by Spencer Collins, written by written and starring Samson McCormick, as well as Donnie Hugh Frazier, Anthony Bond, and Danny Royce. All right, let's start the show. The new chilling circuit. Welcome back to the new chilling circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black indies only. My name is Lex, and I'm Sid. And each week, we review a black independent or low-budget movie just for y'all. All All right. Y'all know what it is. It's your girl, Sid. Welcome back to... I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Every week, we do a 60-second challenge sponsored by... Come on. I know you know who it is. You sitting with them right now. Yeah, it's you. Look at yourself sponsoring our challenge every week. We appreciate y'all. To show some more love and support of the show, please feel free to leave any comments on our Instagram, Twitter, and social handles, as well as on Apple Podcast. All right, back to business at hand. Alexis, are you ready to explain the plot of Love the One You're With in 60 Seconds or Less? Yes. Yes, I am. All right. Let me go ahead and pull up the timer because she ain't never wrong. Ever. Let's go. All right. Way out in L.A., um, there is a gay couple, Miles and Avery, and they seemed really happy at first. You know, they were together six years so far, and those first three years were good. But now we're here on year six and things are getting rocky. Um, Miles is strained from home, wayward, and frankly a little mean and rude to yeah. his boyfriend, um, who he lives with. Um, and uh, he's strained from home with a guy named Jazz, and he's getting mixed up and all of that. And he 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 gets too big for his britches and ends up mm-hmm. trying to step out on his man, and his man leaves him. Whole time, really, the man was cheating on him the whole time, and it's Woo. just a, a a capsule of mess. That is exactly how I would describe Miles's life. And that is love the one you're with. We're going to see how that love and betrayal develops. How'd I do? You you got it. It was good. Get yourself a ding. That's probably one of your best 60 second uh, plot synopses since we started the show. You had a whole like like eight seconds left. 
Um, the reason why I did so good on this one, friend, is because it's gay and I'm gay. Mm. So I just understand it better. Like if you watch The Office when um, Kevin just cannot add, like you can't <laughs> add 350 plus. I thought you was going to say like if you watch The Office because you white because everybody uh, is white. That too. <laughs> but how homeboy couldn't add big numbers. And then they said, okay, if it was 350 pies plus 350 pies, <laughs> like he knew the answer when you made it about pie. Yeah. Right, so right, if you make right. it about gay shit, I can follow and summarize real easy. Wow. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That, that connection. So. We're, I'm very excited to get into this one. Now that you guys know what happened in the movie, this is available to stream on Amazon Prime. Give it a watch. And we're going to get right on into our general thoughts on love, the one you're with. As always, before we get into our general thoughts on love, the one you're with, I want to take a second to shout out some of the love we get. And of course, some of my favorite things I hear from y'all is from the filmmakers. And a few weeks ago, after reviewing When a Walmart Loves a Man. You can't tell me that wasn't a hit. Thank you to Sydney for that bop. <laughs> it, was, it was a banger. <laughs> um, the filmmaker, the director behind that, Jamal McMillan, actually uh, reached out to us on Instagram saying thank you for the review and pointing us to one of his passion projects, a film named Sustained. So as a special treat for you all as well, next week, uh, Mr. McMillan's actually going to be on the show as we review sustained his movie and get some background on what went into the movie when a woman loves a man so here's a sneak preview of the conversation we had with the director of when a woman loves a man and sustained jamal mcmillan oh when a woman loves a man it was a reboot i wanted to direct the original but i had no experience directing and the creator hired this one director who he had 20 films under his belt she was like you know he has experience i'm gonna let him do it and i I don't like to throw directors under the bus but at the premiere and like people were laughing in the theater it was an embarrassment after the premiere of her film she came up to me and said jamal i want you to reboot my movie Next week, after our episode reviewing Sustained, we'll release the full interview with new friend of the show, Jamal McMillan. So stay tuned for that. And as always, we love to hear from you guys, the listeners. So always leave your comments on our Instagram, Twitter, and then five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Don't never go unnoticed. We appreciate that too. Never that. All right, let's get back to the show. What did you think of love the one you're with i was very excited uh to watch this movie i'll let you give the background details on how we discovered uh the film and then why we decided to review it but just before even like checking it out from the poster art, i thought oh this is gonna be really cute it has to be a love story we're gonna see love the one you're with maybe some obviously drama trials and tribulations but oh no 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 honey the love story was only in the first five minutes of this film the rest was what I personally enjoy and thrive off of. If, if there wasn't blood pumping through these veins right now, it would be drama. <laughs> and this movie had that for me. And I loved every second of the drama. Uh, there were some things I could have done without. But overall, I had a great time watching. <laughs> what did you think of Love the Way You're With? That was the most dramatic thing you've ever said. <laughs> and like you guys aren't seeing on video, she's like rubbing her like arms. <laughs> like if it wasn't blood running through these veins, honey, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> 
but that is apt for this movie um because it's yeah. it's a very it's very drama heavy and like the the plot is like very the characters are so messy i enjoyed it i was in the whole time um overall that that's my take on it i enjoyed it it was short and sweet also and, and it's a simple story with not too many like moving pieces and i always appreciate that in independent filmmaking because make your point like the, right. like you know you don't need right. a whole bunch of stuff to make a point and tell a story so i loved that um and i'm really glad i'm ecstatic uh overly ecstatic even to be doing a, a gay love story the love is in quote marks but a gay like story of romance and, lo- and love and mess and 20s and just you know being a mess um because this is actually our first gay romance on the show and it's yeah, been way it too is. long you know the show's been going on for more than a year and i know we've had um some of milan v parker's uh movies on our list for mm-hmm. a minute yeah which are lesbian uh movies and we will get to those but i'm just glad yes. that this one jumped up to the top of the list um this i'm sure there's at least a few gay black men who listen to this show um you let me know if i got this wrong just because from my friends this is how i gauge it that this movie and you'll hear uh, you know how the scenes go this movie is a dramatized yet pretty accurate depiction <laughs> of like the mess that be going on in uh gay male relationships um it is very dramatized it's hyperbolic because it's a movie mm-hmm. but like it's not too far off from <laughs> from the mess that be happening irl so for that reason i liked it and um <laughs> the the way that we came about um watching this movie is mm-hmm. i live in dc so i read all the dc local like papers the dc is in greater greater washington and stuff like that be informed that's good very much so Mm -hmm. (laughs) and in the city paper they actually highlighted samson mccormick who is the producer and was an actor in this movie as well um because the backstory is they shot the movie and he sits down in the editor's room with the editor and they all the footage is gone (laughs) they don't know they had to reshoot the entire thing which is a great mm-hmm. show of uh, of dedication and he had a pretty optimistic yeah. look on it because i'd have i'd have quit film <laughs> same that well this is this is a uh behind the scenes something that y'all didn't know happened to us season one of recording oh, yeah. the show i i i thought i would go to my grave with it but you know it happens right mm-hmm. we had just started recording in the studio this is our second session we had laid down two episodes and you know human error is impossible to avoid it happens and our sound engineer did mess up the audio and we had to leave the studio, regroup, watch a whole new movie within like the span of what, like maybe three hours, <laughs> come back and lay down another episode. And that episode, uh, what was that movie we did, that play movie? 24-Hour um, Love. 24-Hour Love. So yeah, we were also very drunk because we had to... Uh, yes. Calm the sorry, nerves. Mom. It's also why... Um, we have our first mini-sode was Love Beats Rhymes because that was one mm-hmm. of the episodes where the audio got really messed up. And, you know, me being like, I can't let go. I chopped the the whatever parts of that conversation where the track wasn't bad and like you right. know, posted that to try and keep it. But th- that just goes to show, you know, this thing happens um, to creatives all the time. But movies are very like, unlike, you know, podcast is just audio. Imagine losing your audio, your video. Everything. You got to set up all these scenes and sets again. You got to get Oof. everybody back on set. So 
you know, and that's a producer's nightmare. Like it is literally. <laughs> that's what you, that's what you handle. You yeah. everything before that that's on you, and that's oh, that's the worst thing ever. So, I'm yeah. glad they still were able to get this movie made and out after all, like the worst possible thing that could happen. The yeah. movie still was made. So that's just like a shout out, big shout out to the filmmakers. Yeah, and I'm excited to get on into it now that we know not only you know what we ha- what happened in the movie, we know how we feeling about the movie. And we know how the movie came to be. So yeah. y'all got a little extra nugget there. Let's get right on into some of these scenes. Here on the new Chillin' Circuit, we like to start with the first scene. So this movie opens up. We're getting a lot of good, you know, B-roll of L.A. And, you mm-hmm. know, we're getting some throwback into the first year of this relationship, which is just a cute little, you know, backyard scene with the couple. That's real and then cute, yeah. We see th- two years later in year three of th- in year three of their relationship. They're still pretty happy. Mm-hmm. And then the movie starts in year six of the relationship <laughs> where they are sitting uh, com- on opposite ends of the couch watching mm-hmm. a movie. and Eating different snacks. <laughs> different snacks. They're not even sharing a bowl of popcorn. They have different Nothing. snacks entirely. <laughs> and they, you know, you can just feel the tension. They're clearly not really into each other anymore. Yeah. Um, what do you think at this point, Sydney? At this point, I thought the movie would uh, take us on their journey to get back together. So love the one you're with. You know, that like mm-hmm. obviously there would have been some kind of like huge buildup to a breakup and boiling point, And then eventually maybe there's a mute cute and they find their way back to each other. It did not go mm-hmm. that way. Uh, but I was still mm-hmm. in wholeheartedly because I did think it would go that way. But seeing how that flipped and uh, <laughs> Miles had other plans that night. Or was it April? No, Miles. That was Miles. Miles was the, yeah. the shorter one. Yeah, you're right. And I was, you know, I can't let it be understated as the uh, resident gay here. In this first <laughs> part of the movie, it was very heartwarming for me because, you know, the couple was happy and we get to, you know, mm-hmm. we see them like be affectionate and they're hugging and kissing and, and like just being a normal couple and stuff. And you know, that must be noted that between two, like it is very rare to see on screen TV or movie two black men like yeah. love on each other like that like unless you go way back and watch um what was the name of that show damn noah's ark noah's ark yeah look at That's you a- <laughs> you know <laughs> do you know i'm an ally okay <laughs> i be knowing i was expecting I- you to not say nothing i was gonna fill it in but you <laughs> Girl, I be knowing. Okay, got your ally sticker for the day. Okay, forehead. (laughs) Yes. Um, Noah's Ark. Unless you go back and watch that, but like today, Mm -hmm. anytime you see a black gay man on screen, he got a white boyfriend every time, and that's the only time you see. And like that's why, like that one thing, that one little B plot in Empire where Jamal was with um, Terrell Carter. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like the that's the only thing we can name on being Mary Jane, the black gay character, white boyfriend. Um, yeah. uh, even on like Pose, Pray Tell, white boyfriend, white boyfriend. Yeah, well, Pray Tell has Ricky, younger man. Oh yeah, boom. Yeah. That's another good example. Yep. Mm-hmm. But see mm-hmm. what we just did when you go back. To Noah's Ark was almost twenty years ago. So in a twenty yeah. year span, we <laughs> can name two. <laughs> Actual, yeah, like loving on-screen couples. They're just, yeah, that's that are both just black men, not no like ambiguous, uh, like you know, or just straight up white dude. And I will say too, 
I know how you feel about Lee Daniels. I'm a fan. But anyway. Um, You're an apologist. Before, You're a Lee Daniels apologist. That's the proper whatever. term for it. Before uh, Jesse's exit from the show, his character Jamal did marry. You're being so diplomatic about that. Did marry a black man. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, what you want me to do? Shout out Lee Daniels? Like, <laughs> what you want yeah. me to do with that? Big up to you, Mr. Daniels. Okay. I, Thank you, you for recognizing you was the one that was going to have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Lee Daniels stuff is it's not bad. Um, but yeah, so I didn't want to zoom past that because that's important. And even though the rest of the movie is, you know, mess and drama ensues, <laughs> the, those first couple of minutes were quite blissful for my little gay they self were. to see. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, at, I want to do some squads. Wait a minute. This is we're working out together. You know, popped. Oh, yes. my bathroom is my sanctuary, so don't pop in on me in the bathroom. But it was cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> when Avery did it to Miles, it was cute. Yeah. But it don't take long. You know, they're sitting way on these opposite, end the, opposite ends of the couch. And Miles mm-hmm. just gets up. It's already nighttime. He gets up and says, I'm going out. And... Like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Where are you going? And then he leaves uh, Avery the Red Vines. He tosses him. To, and I can't, you know, let that be understated. Red Vines do be nasty. I don't know why they West do. Coast people like those. Twizzler supremacy all day. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Red Vines, number one, they ashy. You can't. Mm-hmm. There's, they ashier than Twizzlers. They taste stale. No matter if they fresh or not, they just taste stale. Like mm-hmm. that hard ass candy. Mm-hmm. And they shaped like them little um, biscuits that you give dogs that somehow <laughs> clean their teeth. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I do, because that's, that's very apt. <laughs> that yeah. <is> <laughs> yeah, so I like that little detail they put in there. Um, mm. Now, let's get on into right when the drama starts. So we go over to this coffee shop, this cafe, and we meet yes. the wonderful character, Renee, who is played Renee. by the producer of the movie. <laughs> Um, he's hilarious. And this is my dream. When we make a movie, Sydney, this is, I just Mm want to put, make characters that are just a fantasy for me. It is a fantasy for me to own a bougie coffee shop and be rude to white women. Rude. Like, like I mean, any white people that come in, just rude. (laughs) Black people come in. I'm like, would you like to try? And we just got some new oat milk in. Like, what would you like? (laughs) Right. People, Didn't girl. I tell you to take your ass to Starbucks? What did I tell you five <laughs> minutes ago? <laughs> it's across the street. <laughs> I loved it. And that's also, that's a big, um, like, kudos to the to the producer and, like, the location scouts and stuff. Because having to reshoot all this stuff and being able to get back into, because that was a real coffee shop. That wasn't, like, on some soundstage or, like, like you know, like some makeshift thing in a kitchen. No, it was a real deal. So shout out to them. This is when we see Miles come in with another man. And I, I, I had already known at that point, well, prior to, you know, we switch to the next scene in the coffee shop and we see Miles and Jazz come in. If you're leaving the house at nine o'clock or however late it was at night and we have settled in, they look like they had already, right, like, you know, mm-hmm. Whatever had happened that day, it's done. We are getting ready for bed in a little bit. This is our like nighttime movie TV show, then bedtime. But mm-hmm. no, you've gotten up in the middle of this routine that we do mm-hmm. often and you're leaving and you don't tell me where you're going. I know you're going to somebody else's house. Yeah, because what, like, what, are you about to just sleep on the street just because? No. <laughs> Who are you sleeping with tonight? 
And we find out just that at the coffee shop. This big guy mm. named Jazz, who is really cute. All the men very cute, in the movie yeah. are very attractive. I don't know if that's yeah. just like an L.A. thing. Uh. <laughs> Maybe, because they, they was all cute. Skin was moisturized. Everybody was yeah. glowing. They was um, caked up. Um, was muscled up, up yeah. beards was looking good. Everybody looked yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so shout out to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep it tight. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, right off the bat, you know, um, Miles is friends with Renee, and yes, he he's kind of having to explain himself as to why mm-hmm. you got your husband sitting at home and you out here running the streets with God knows who. With this random man, who is yeah. he? Y'all not friends. Y'all came in here holding hands. Mm-hmm. And between some very funny jokes um, <laughs> from Renee's, from uh, uh, Samson's character, um, yeah. right after that date, we see Miles, like, right when it's time for him to go back home to his husband, he decides to just go on home with Jazz. And, of course, mm-hmm. he ends up staying the oh, night. sleeping. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and you know what this is, really? What? Where the issue started at the end of the day, they were taking a walk at night after Renee jumps out of the bushes. <laughs> but then Jazz says to Miles, You know, we could just come back to my place. I got, he starts running it down. I got Hulu, Prime, yep. Netflix, mm-hmm. Disney, HBO. By the all time you get to the third subscription, people is like, I mean, well, I guess if you got all of that, I might as well just like see what's on the catalog. I have been meaning to catch up with Watchmen or like some shit like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And that's how I always get you in trouble. Always. It's, it's, ooh, mm-hmm. I'm a victim. That's what I think I just realized. Oh. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> You're a victim. <laughs> I'm a victim. You gonna got, got with the subscription, Mac? I have. I have. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> I, you know, I'm feeling very opposite in this situation because I'm the one that usually lays. Because you know, I got them all on my TV, yeah. See, and I got them all too, but I don't know how I still got got. Oh, man. It's mm. just something so impressive when you say that. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just be like, oh, okay, we can go to your place. Because this it's the, you know what it is. When a man says it, especially, it's just the, um, you start fantasizing about like being all like balled up on the couch and like clinging to his arm while his other hand got the remote and you like, ooh, mm, we're going to watch. Mm-hmm. And it just do it every time. That's true. That's true. So that's what happened. Certainly worked with Miles. It did, but it was also like Jazz's excuse to not take Miles out on a real date, Ooh, which I thought which was You clocked sus. that because I, yeah. I didn't peep that. Yeah, because he was, Miles was like, oh, you know, no, Jazz said, you know, I, I didn't, I ditched my friends tonight, you know, so we can hang out or whatever. So let's go back to my place. And Miles was like, but like. I can hang out with your friends. Like, what's the big deal? You know, like, <laughs> let's go know. out. Have a good time. And lo and behold, because he couldn't be seen out with you, Playboy. Yeah, he's like, weren't we going to the movies? Oh, uh, yeah. they, they were sold out of tickets before I got there. Okay. What is this, 1999? Sure. This isn't, right. I was going to say <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Look at the seat chart right now. Yeah. Mm-mm. What the hell are you saying? So, of course, Miles, um, you know, at this point, I'm going to have to start slut shaming him. His loose ass <laughs> ends up staying the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he wakes up in a panic, not about, you know, not going home to his husband. Clearly, he doesn't care because the next thing out of his mouth is asking Jazz to be official in a relationship. Right. right. Are you crazy? Bro, like, first of all, you done left Avery at home all night worried about you. When, when the hell are you coming home? Whose house you was at? I done called Renee. He said you wasn't with him. 
So where the hell were you, Miles? Speaking of Avery, we get back to, you know, we get some, I don't think it was quite necessary. Um, <laughs> so we get some pre-scene before we get into a phone call between Avery and his mom of her singing one of my favorite uh, stomping clap uh, gospel songs. Jesus is on the main line. <laughs> Tell him Tell what, him you, what want. you want. <laughs> Call him up. And tell him, but she's in between. She's saying like some Hennessy. Tell him uh-huh. what you want. Some reefer. Some reefer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a hot mess. That actually made me think a little bit about the grandma in uh, my side piece hit the lotto. Oh yeah, she was kind of like sanctified, but like raunchy. ready to hit the streets. Raunchy, yeah, yeah. righteous yeah. and raunchy. That's how it- righteous. I like that righteous yet raunchy. Yeah. Ooh. Listen, if you're a Christian listening to this show, go ahead, put it on a t-shirt. Make you a couple dollars. <laughs> Actually, don't do that. It's trademarked already. Wait for the merch drop and we'll it's put coming it on. Out. <laughs> Come on now. I'll be talking I'll be talking cash communist shit, but Nick got bills. <laughs> got bills. <laughs> anyway. Uh so Avery called his mama because he's stressed out. He all, you know, mm-hmm. toe up and through because his his husband's out in the streets being wayward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says to his mom, I think I'm depressed. And she goes, of course, black people don't get depressed. <sighs> and the quote I pulled out, she said, sad don't even run in our family. Like it's a girl condition. <laughs> it's a trait. I, that's not yeah. something in your DNA. I didn't pass sad on to you. That's, that's not how that works. It don't run in the family. And she said, <laughs> maybe it's something else. Is your gout messing up? You got the sugars. <laughs> no. <laughs> now the gout will have you down bad now. That's true. The gout, yeah. The gout will take you out. To, uh, that'll have you on PTO. Yeah. <laughs> you on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, with that being said, you know, black people, make sure you go to the doctor and cut back. Cut back on the sodas a little bit. Yeah. The, yeah. Yearly we checkups are important, people. They, they really are. Yeah. Um, we, we're almost to the, we, we're about halfway through the episode. And I know for a fact, if any white person stumbled upon this, they have clicked off by now. So it's just us. Take care yeah. of yourself. This is a safe space. <laughs> Negroes only live. Yeah. You don't want to lose a foot to the sugar. You don't want that. Mm-mm. Okay. They're not taking my leg. Sydney, you took it too far. You you take it too far every time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So after Avery reaches out to his mama... <laughs> Miles does creep his way back in the house mm-hmm. after you've been because it's nighttime again. You've been gone you've been 24, gone 24 hours. hours and you have not said anything. Mm-mm. So, of course, they fight. Now, here's the one scene I think I had a little critique on, um, which is I just wish I would have. And maybe this is like some lost footage or maybe they this couldn't work it in. I do wish I would have had a little bit more context about the things that they've gone through in their relationship and what's oh, gotten yeah. them here truly. Because it can't just I, I'm comfortable with Miles, you know, being a, a black gay man in his late 20s and just getting that getting that six year itch and being like, right. like, I can't commit to this. I need something but new. Yeah. I do need something else from uh, like some more context about how they got here, you know, because if because mm-hmm. this movie is very dramatic. It is. And the buildup happens quickly. But the only reason I because that's in my notes, but the only reason that I 
let it go was because of like you telling me like yo they lost all the footage footage and stuff and just still happen to be able to make this movie so like i'm i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and assuming that maybe that info was yeah. in the first cut and it's just it's it's lost in the wind you know? Yeah, and that's fine because this movie ended up. It's a sixty-minute movie, and and it runs, and that's including the credits and all the like B-roll shots. So it's less than an hour long. Um, so and I'm okay with that. Um, but yes, we get this fight and they break up, and that's okay, honey, because mm-hmm. Miles he says, you know, he's got his boo lined up already. It's no skin off his back. He's going back to Jazz's house, or so he thought. Then he arrives. And baby, he's on the porch. On the porch, knocking on the door, making multiple phone calls, sending text. He gives Jazz a few, you know, a few different times to call him back, but he's stranded. There is yeah. no one there. Yeah, he's looking very. I just didn't want to go to Arizona, Martin. <laughs> very like <laughs> it's giving like <laughs> very downtrodden, very yeah. um shocked, and yeah. And now he's sitting up here, down and out. And this is when Calling the story. Renee. Yep. This is when the story pivots to Renee. Because we got this B plot. Renee is like in this flirtation ship with his employee. Because Renee owns the cafe. Um, which is a little unprofesh. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> but what he said he said it was consensual. They're adults. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if something go wrong, it makes the workplace toxic that's the only thing but i and then you can't fire him so when we get back to the cafe we see renee again giving a white woman a hard time <laughs> love to see it rightfully so every time <laughs> and we have this <laughs> then we have this black queen come in and she says <laughs> and this is she's my second favorite character in the movie she goes <laughs> he goes and who are you and she's miss pam honey <laughs> Miss Pam, honey. And just as a note to Miss Pam, honey, I'm mm-hmm. going to, like, if I fucked with gender more, I would introduce myself as Miss Lex, honey. <laughs> like, because <laughs> that's funny as fuck. <laughs> I mean, but who says you can't? You still can. Well, you're, you're, wow, you're really trying the whole, okay. This is like, oh, you didn't watch this week's This Is Us with Felicia Rashad um, being oh. the world's best ally. <laughs> yeah, I'm behind. I'm behind. I'm watching that tonight, actually, while I cook dinner. Okay. All right. Um, no, and no spoilers at all. We'll we'll text about it. But that that actually, the, the topic will come up later. But nevertheless, Miss mm-hmm. Pam comes in and hires Renee, like, you know, for a catering gig, you know. So she's throwing a party for one of her coworkers' birthdays. We don't, I don't think anything of it at that time. Later on, we find out the co-worker is Avery's mom, who we just met. <laughs> so Avery's going to be there. But Renee is catering it. So Renee has invited Miles. Invited Miles. <laughs> Which is also like, is that something you can do? Because it seems like a private event because it's for a birthday party. Can you as the caterer or a event planner, unless clearing that with the person paying for the party, just invite a friend to the party? I mean, obviously it had to work for the movie. I wouldn't do that. You think that's okay? It's okay if they're scooping something. But like, was Miles there to help Renee, like be a Mm -mm. part of his staff? He was there to, like, he was was there to socialize. Socialize, which I thought was odd. I didn't think twice about it, to be honest. Really? That was in my notes. I said, so he invited Miles to just come to the party that he's working at and not work. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't think twice about it, especially because Miss Pam, honey, she's not the most professional person. We've That's met. true. Like, <laughs> That's she's true. She's cool. Yeah, 
And when you have social coolness and like social capital, you get to show up places. People don't care if you're there or not because you're cool and you look That's good. That's true. Who's who's that fun? Who's that fun guy in the corner? Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Now, the drama. Not only are Miles and Avery in the same party together, Avery done brought jazz. Now this was a twist. This was the twist of Rue right here. They already done moved in together. That's where Avery been sleeping at. Which is crazy. And they had been broken up for what? Like, I mean, the movie, it made it seem like maybe a week or two since it's the a breakup. a couple weeks, and yeah. A couple weeks? Okay. So, of course, I think this was done pretty well, actually, given the, like, restraints, like, constraints, I mean. Um, because, I, like, the tension was there throughout this party. I was like, oh, shit, oh, yeah. we're going to see each other. Who's going to bump into oh, each man. other first? Like, somebody got to pee eventually, like, bathrooms and... They did it well. I don't think it was yeah. too drawn out or anything like that. Because then we get this subtexture, like this subtext of the fact that Avery ain't out to his mama. So when it all blows up, not only do we have the problem of Avery finding out that Jazz was actually with Miles too for these past mm-hmm. five months as well. Mm-hmm. And Jazz finding out that Avery and Miles were together for six years. We're also seeing... Avery's mama confused as hell because these are not his roommates. <laughs> Which was both fun. Like, I think this movie was a really like hyperbolic, like just dramatized and really comedic look at like real stuff. Cause like messy ass relationships. Cause you know, I am a gay and while I'm not a gay man, I think they have, they do have just different, like the ways that they are like uh community works in terms of romance. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like with the, with the women in the films and like the, you know, just straight up neutral, ambiguous, like androgynous <laughs> folks that I typically hang around and date, um, things work a little bit different, but what's very common, you've seen this is the drama that comes from like opening relationships up and stuff I like that. First You've seen how that works. So it's yeah. not that far fetched to have a love <laughs> triangle at a party. You've seen this yeah, before. Yeah, that's true. I- <laughs> At a party I threw. That happened at a party I threw. Hell. <laughs> yeah, and you, did, you, you, was, you were so straight and drunk and you didn't know. I'm trying to explain it. It's okay. You just got to let it play out. And you're like, God, bring these bitches in here. <laughs> I'm cool with gay people, but I didn't bring these bitches in here. <laughs> they was killing the vibes. It was yeah. too much tension. It was too much tension. We was so that's how time. you know. It's like, it's it's a little bit trauma, dramatized, but mm-hmm. it's actually pretty realistic. Um, so we get that blow up scene. And what I want to talk about real quick is Avery's mama. Mm-hmm. First off, um, the writing couldn't have been any funnier. Like, yeah. Because... <laughs> um, Miles, with with just all the might, all the like wit that he has, mm-hmm. goes, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> I was not his roommate. You are in denial, honey. <laughs> I was. Not, I, he, everybody kept like looking at her with like, you know how you teach a toddler to talk and you use your hands a lot when you're trying to explain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody kept saying boyfriend. Boyfriend. <laughs> not not roommate. roommate. <laughs> and her ass. So you one of them alphabet people. Alphabet people. You wanted a gaze? <laughs> and then she goes, I raised a strong black man. Girl love. What girl killed love. me was uh Renee, Renee's character. She goes, Well, um, it does sound like Avery 
is a sissy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny because like that's why I that's I really like this movie because like yeah, at good. first she was like, I raised you strong not to be a punk or a sissy. And Miles, who even though he literally at this point hates Avery, steps in is like, no. Avery is far from a punk. No, I didn't say he was a right. punk. I said he was my boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. And then a few more minutes go by and Renee's goofy ass says, well, to me, <laughs> well, it sounds like he's a bit of a punk <laughs> and a sissy. <laughs> you can't beat this stuff. That timing was like on point. I, I would love what would have made that scene even better for me. Uh, what we have talked about before is like a great how dialogue was just captured so perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean... Tyler, one of Tyler Perry's best, uh, that scene, and why did I get married? Uh, the very tense scene at the table. Had they been able to, you know, obviously there was constraints and also the issue of losing the first footage that they had captured, but mm-hmm. been able to really get everybody's perspective in that moment, I think it really would have set that scene up. It was already like, it was good as it was, but they really would have took it to another level. Yeah, that Why Did I Get yeah. Married, like, exposed to secret scene is Tyler Berry's best directed scene in his entire catalog, period. Yeah. Um, but this one w- was akin to that in terms of, like, things being exposed and, like, the speed and wit and timing that the characters have. This is what, let me let me put a little pin right here, friend. To the parents of gays, um, this one hit me home because my mama's name is Barbara, too. And I be want Barbara. I be want <laughs> Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you don't hear nothing else about this, even though I'm sure everyone who listens to this podcast is either a gay (laughs) (laughs) or just a, you know, like you're either the gay kid or you're not. Like no one here is probably the the mother of a gay kid. Mm -hmm. It's not about you, girl. (laughs) It's not. It's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. She goes on and on about, well, I've wanted grandchildren. You still can't have grandchildren if you get your head out of your ass. And like all this, the whole thing is, honey, listen to me. If you're out there and you're listening, honey, like Mm -hmm. if you have a gay kid, understand this, you are going to need to do this anyway. You are going to need to let go of this attachment you have to what you thought you wanted for your kid. Because this is relevant too about um, like this is us when you watch that this week. Uh You have, you are going to have to let that go anyway, because there's parents Mm -hmm. who wanted their kids to be a doctor and their kid wants to be something else. And you you have to let, yeah, your kid wants to be a poet or your kid wants to be like, there are parents who like want the kid to be an engineer and the kid is like, well, no, I want to be a a software developer. And they're like, ah, that's no good. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, you Mm -hmm. are going to have to let go of this conception that you had about who your kid was going to be. Anyway, mm-hmm. even if they were straight. And I know this is big for you, but honey, I think mm-hmm. you're going to need a therapist and you're going to need to call your friends up and talk about that. But don't put your child through all of this and have them wanting all of this. And then just to be, just to cap it off with a lazy ass, I still love you the same. I still love you though, but get out you're, my face. You're being Ooh, very that's weird. That's not right love. Now. That's yeah, not love. What weird. type of conditional <laughs> shit is this? Yeah, you're yeah. being very weird. So mm. let me tell you this, especially if you're a parent, if you a mama. <laughs> and that's your baby. Yeah, <laughs> and that's your baby. Even if you as a mother of a straight child or a, a little baby who ain't even grew up to be gay or straight or nothing yet, mm-hmm. right? Go ahead and do that now. Let it go. Let go of what you think Let your baby, go. your child is gonna grow up to be. Let it go. I like that. That kid is gonna grow up and move out anyway. Anyway, and you might want to make sure that you is still on a good side when you get old, because <laughs> you gonna need them. Yeah. 
So fucking relax. It's not about yeah. you. Take a chill pill. Um, Barbara, <laughs> the character, I wouldn't call my mom. <laughs> and I won't I tell her say, to listen to this episode. Yeah, you're going to have Miss B uh, calling me up asking what yeah. the hell we was thinking. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> yeah. And this movie just really distilled a lot of like, because I, 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 one of my close friends is gay. Uh, why I sound straight? Um, <laughs> one of my best friends is black. I wouldn't even. <laughs> one of my close friends is a gay man. And like some of the things that, you know, uh, are just common things that are complained about in like black gay communities, black mm-hmm. gay male communities specifically about like, you know, people complaining about um, just like the hypersexual like like things and like not yeah. being able to really like find someone to settle down with and trust and like you know things like that plus the the mm-hmm. plight of just being black and gay anyway right uh, it's very right. it's it's a very unique take and this is why we need diverse like storytellers like people from different uh backgrounds like a, like there's a straight person couldn't have made this like barry jenkins is straight true. <laughs> it's not a it's not a movie See, podcast wait wait wait, wait 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 you just you just scooped me barry jenkins is a straight man yeah, the, the he their co writer of that movie was gay. Oh, cause I I was really about to say um, the only other movie I could think of that like tried to like tell a black gay man story, at least a coming of age story, was Moonlight, and it's Barry Jenkins. Yeah. Okay, and that was hmm. actually one of the critiques on Moonlight, which I don't agree with. In that, in for that movie, I don't agree that they didn't mm-hmm. show a sex scene or a real kiss between adult Chiron and Kevin. Because that would have been, you know, it's not subversive to not show that because we don't see it. So it would be subversive to show it. But in that context, the whole rest of the movie was very tender as well. And like, I I think it was fine. But yeah, this is why we need, you know, Mm -hmm. folks. This is why we need the gays to tell the gay stories. I agree. I'm here with you. But bleep, bleep too busy making every other thing. (laughs) Anyway. Now, Sydney, I have a question for you. Actually, wait, let's wrap up the plot. You want to wrap us up? Yeah, uh, well, it wraps up quickly after the whole uh, reveal comes out that Avery is a gay man. His mother gives her weird speech, and she kind of, I guess, seems to get over it. Uh, Maybe. Avery and Jazz leave together. Uh, Miles goes home solo. Uh, Renee is left to finish his job, clean up the party. He and Miss Barbara have, you know, a touch point discussion and she just lets him know, like, just because he gay don't mean you shouldn't love him. Like, girl, relax. Yeah, you being anyway, weird. Yeah, you being weird. Uh, she seems to understand that message and she makes a little joke and she goes, mm-hmm, it don't matter if you straight up gay. Dick make you do crazy things. Yeah, that's you how know, she came she, around, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how she she got back on, on the right side of history because Miss Barbara, you was about yeah. to be elsewhere. Now, I'm not going to too much blame her because it's one thing to be the gay son, but it's another thing to be the gay son that ruins your mama's birthday party. <laughs> With the drama. <laughs> so I can understand why she was mad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Brought all that riffraff in my party. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, I, the ending for the movie, th- this is another, I guess, critique that I had because it just ended, but it didn't really... It didn't really end to me. It just seemed like so many things were still missing. Like, mm-hmm. I know we sh- shouldn't expect for Miles and Avery to like at least reconcile some kind of like this is where you at, this is where I'm at type situation. But that's where I thought we would end. Like, you know, maybe Miles sees 
after six years, I got tired. Things kind of got stale. You felt the same way. You found a guy and they seem to be happy and I'm going to go on my way and do that. But we didn't get that ending just with the two of them. It literally ends with Miles and Renee on the phone. They hang up and the credits roll. And I, I will blame that on. You will, you looked away. You missed the last piece. Oh, what happened? They I must hang have up. Away. Then Jazz texts Miles saying you was looking good tonight with an eggplant emoji and like the, oh, the I missed emoji. That. Oh, yeah. I totally missed that. Damn, so, like, I looked away the last five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think even while well, I did like the ending of the movie, I'm not sure it fit because I thought this movie was going to be. I thought that with the title of the movie, I thought the lesson would be. Mm-hmm. Don't be like, don't fall for the 80 20 rule, which is also related to why did I get married? Like, stay with what you got, build on what you got. But that wasn't the moral. So maybe if the if the name was changed, because this actually seemed like the start of another movie, like of another story of like, mm-hmm. if it was, it if the movie was about the cyclical nature of pointless dating, then I would be like, oh yeah, that's a perfect ending. Cause here we go again. Right. But I, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe it didn't it, seem it, like that. It didn't wrap up super well, but I think the movie yeah. did enough for me because clearly I related a lot and really liked it. So it did enough for me to be like, all right, yeah. Maybe it'll be a little, you know what? This could get picked up. It could happen, you know, a little short series to really wrap it up, turn it into turn it into a TV show. That would be good. I would like to see them on TV. BT too busy messing with so-and-so um, to, to be on the hunt for the good stories like this. That's what BT's lacking. We need some black gay man stories on TV again. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, Lee Daniels can't do it all. He can't. I mean, you know, they try with bleep bleep in twenties, uh, but the lead character is a lesbian. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. That's yeah. That's different. Different. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Well, Sydney, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Who came to act in this movie? I'm excited, very excited about this one because I knew what my answer would be the moment this person appeared on screen um, <laughs> for this week's Who Came to Act nominee. Uh, and this is a first for the category, at least. Uh, so for the first time in this awards history, a producer and star of a film has been nominated for this week's award. And I would like to nominate Mr. Samson McCormick for the Who Came to Act award this week. Yeah. I agree with that. I loved Renee as a character. Uh, so funny. And part of the Very. reason for that is Mr. McCormick is a comedian. <laughs> um, from this article I read in the Washington City paper, it seems like he's a DC, like he's from around here or something like that. But he's based out in LA and he's got some comedy shows coming up, some homecoming shows um, in June. So you know, there'll be some other ways for the folks out in LA. I don't know if that'll be live or if it'll be taped, but so to enjoy mm-hmm. his comedy because he's funny as hell and he was great in this. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Shout out to you. All right. Well, All right, I think child. we did it, friend. We have ended homophobia. We have <laughs> single handedly. <laughs> single handedly. Um, mm. we have discussed and unpacked intra gay community uh issues. And you're a visitor in the conversation. I do appreciate you being uh, cordial there mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. reviewed a movie in the process. I don't know what more, what more could you ask from us, y'all? <laughs> I need a check now. Somebody pay me. 
Let's um let's let's get quip on the phone. Let's yeah. <laughs> Come on. Where you at, Squarespace? Right. Yeah. Dang. Come on. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next week. All right, bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, follow us on Twitter at TNCCPod and on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit. And that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And for the latest and greatest, check out our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. Circuit.com.